cousin Jared. Um, I I've been sick for like two weeks now, and I've been sleeping a lot. And there's so much work to do on the NFL model. Uh, I feel like I need you to carry this show for me. Can can we make that happen? I'll give it my best shot. <laughs> uh, we enter into a Tuesday with no day games again. I, again, I don't know what's what is this. What is this? I don't know. Yeah, it, it's like it, it's it, baseball doesn't want to make money. They don't want <laughs> to get kids involved. I don't know. It, it doesn't yeah. make any sense. Um, yeah, you know. But yeah, another day without day games. Um, Monday's results uh, on the show did pretty well here. We, we missed out on the Tigers, but the Rangers came through for us uh, in the ninth. And uh, who was the other one? We had the other one, right? Yes, I, I do believe the, the Twins. Guardians. Also won. Guardians and the Twins. Yeah, we got the Twins. Uh, we got the player prop again. Nine of, nine of the last ten on the player props. Uh, yep. And so we have a, a fun little surprise for you with regards to the player props uh, coming <clears throat> coming today. Um so that was good. The uh, play of the day, fortunately, did not work out too well for us here uh, on Monday. But, you know, that's the I was thinking about this recently. Right. The plays of the day have had a higher ROI. They've hit a little bit better than the A grade plays. But the reason we play more of the A grades and why I encourage you to be over in Dub Club to get all those is you have less of that up and down variance. If you just stick to the play of the day, it's, it does well in the long run, but you are kind of subject to some ups and downs just with one play, one yep. play each day. And that's, that, that happens, unfortunately, but the A grades kind of make it up for it here on Monday. Hopefully the same holds true on Monday. Uh, my favorite play of the day is coming in the show later uh, that you, you stole, you stole from us. Then I think we'll have some, some good discussion on, uh, but let's get to it. 6 40 PM Eastern Rays. And the Marlins uh, model loves the Rays. Um, it, it really is a believer in their offense. Fourth most run scored in baseball this season, despite half their games being played in either the most or second most uh, or third most, for sure top five pitcher-friendly ballpark uh, in the country, right? Seattle's pretty pitcher-friendly. San Diego's pretty pitcher-friendly, especially in early summer at night. And Tampa, I mean, you, you know, those are probably your three. I mean, maybe Oakland classifies as fourth, but you got some real – pitcher friendly situation there in Tampa. And yet the fact they're fourth most in runs, that's why their, their offense grades out so well. It'll be Aaron Savali versus Sandy Alcantara. Uh, Savali's ERA definitely whoops Alcantara's uh, this season. We all know that Alcantara has been disappointing relative to last season. The underlying metrics kind of support his 416 ERA. He hasn't pitched much better than that. I can't sit here and say that Alcantara has got a 416 and oh, but he's done better than that. It's just been bad luck. He just hasn't been that good this year. But as you've heard me say here, on the show before, I think a lot of that has to do with how many innings he threw last year, yep. and that fatigue tends to wear on the pitcher next season. I think it's what we're seeing. So, Volley has been a revelation. The underlying metrics uh, suggest he's not as good as that 259 ERA. If you look at FIP, it paints a little bit of a bleaker picture. If you look at XFIP, it's really bleak. What that means is he's done a good job at not allowing home runs. Is that skill, generally speaking, no? Uh, letting guys hit the ball on the ground is skill, but not. Uh, keeping it in the yard once it's kind of in the air. The difference in a home run and a fly ball is fractions of a centimeter, basically. Um, so you do have a situation where the model likes Alcantara more than Savali, even though the results for Savali have been fantastic this year. Uh, relievers, both sets of relievers are solid. The Marlins uh, 
moving Robertson out of the closers role after some disaster signings from him, yet they still win a bunch of one-run games. Uh, so Model still kind of believes in their bullpen, but they've had some closer issues all season. Cannot find a guy to, to do their uh, hanging in there, of course, in the playoff race. So big series here, a little uh, rivalry. Unfortunately, the, the, the stands won't be packed quite like uh, it will be for, you know, uh, the two Texas teams with the big rivalry coming up here soon playing for, you know, playing meaningful games. It'll be a little bit different than the ones at Florida, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, Model thinks it's pretty much a coin toss game. The Rays should be slightly favored. We have uh, something we haven't talked about here in a while. A wrong team favored game. Marlins are favored. Rays plus 105 gets it barely into an A grade. Model says they won 53% of the time. That the correct price would be minus 113. Cousin Jared, what do you got? I like backing the Rays at plus odds. And that's one of the, uh, I mean, that's kind of the long and short of it is good teams like this. I mean, the Rays have won 80 games at this point. Uh, being able to back a team like that at plus odds is not something that, that you get to do very often. Uh, I would agree that like, you know, if I were to make my own modifications, I would probably bump up Alcantara's rating two points, three points, something like that, make him low 80s. And so I think there might be even a little larger advantage on the Rays here than than what sideline has i know alcantara did really well last time that he went against the Rays, but i think this race offense is um too good to, to get kind of manhandled by him twice in the same season and you mentioned to me before show that some of the teams that alcantara has faced multiple times they have progressing progressively done better against him each time they faced him so i think this is what you're going to see here i think the Rays are going to bounce back after they uh didn't do well against him earlier in the season and again just a really good team at plus odds you don't get many opportunities like this so i want to capitalize on it yeah the braves would be that that team that you were, that we were talking about there uh yeah we'd be remiss if we did not mention that alcantara looked fantastic against this Rays team uh you know about a month ago or so he looked really good against the yankees as well he still hasn't done well against good offenses the Rays was one of the few performances that he had against a good offense where he looked good he gave up three runs to the dodgers another three or four i think to the padres giving up runs to the red sox the braves I mean, he's given up a you know some some threes and fours to all the good offenses he's faced um again with the race kind of being that exception so uh he did it the first time hats off to him last time for shutting down this really good race offense um it's not easy to do uh especially twice uh, that was also in tampa again where it's harder to score runs this one in miami which has become a little more pitcher friendly than it was last year last year it kind of played a little closer to neutral uh but it's still still sets up to favor the Rays because for the Rays almost every game it does offensively uh because of jared I, he, the Rays are just such a fascinating story to me. If you would have told me that we would be comfortable backing Aaron Savali and Zach Littell and whoever, God knows that we're backing for the race at this yeah, point. Eflin, yeah. Is crazy. Like starting the season, you were like, okay, Jeffrey Springs was pretty solid last year. And I like for him to build off that drew Rasmussen has been yeah. really an under the radar guy that we liked backing the last couple of seasons yeah. uh, that we thought was kind of the kind of like Jordan Montgomery, say another, you know, uh, Pablo Lopez, a guy that we've liked to back that people aren't really talking about. McClanahan, we know is a young guy with a ton of potential. We thought he would be the ace of this staff and all three of those guys are yeah. down. Shane Baz is a prospect that we thought might do. Okay. He's down. And it's like, yeah. Oh, who cares? Yeah. We're backing Latell Savali and Eflin. And it's like, yeah. I just, if you would have gone back in time to March and told me that I'd be like, what bizarre world are we talking about? But they just, take pitchers like Littell, who was just a reliever, and you, you they turn him into like a pretty good pitcher. So Wally was already doing pretty well with Cleveland, and they bring him in. It's just crazy what the Rays are doing here from a pitching standpoint. It's, it's an embarrassment of riches, honestly. Definitely one of the most impressive things in sports is how the Rays it's, compete year in and year out. 
it's an embarrassment of riches, but it's like, they're just like finding these jewels on the street. Like they're not like, you know, it's not like they're inheriting daddy's money, right? Like, like the Yankees yeah, and the oh, Dodgers, yeah. that sort of thing, spending money. It's just like, they're just like, Oh look here. I just found like a 24 karat diamond right here on their side or whatever. Right. And they're yeah, just like yeah. finding these guys off the street. And obviously it's, it's, it's scouting and development or whatever, but I mean, it's just yeah. incredible what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, talking about the total in this game, it's at seven and a half. The model projects eight and a half in a tight game like this when the totals at seven and a half i look at it and i always really just want the seven knowing that the, that, that seven's a pretty common outcome i'd love an over seven um the weather won't change it's a dome so we, we don't have to worry about that in this situation what are your thoughts on going over the model clearly just thinks the rays are going to score off of alcantara that's why we're backing them i think it's kind of why it, it projects a few more runs what are your thoughts my my first thought is wait until the morning and see what the first five total is here. That may be something where if Alcantara's maybe getting a little bit too much respect and we do think that the Rays are going to score a few runs off of him, maybe you look at like a first five over. I think I might be more comfortable taking a first five over depending on what that number is as opposed to the full game over. Um, but yeah, definitely something that would kind of have my attention just because I feel like the co- the connotation is – Marlins, low scoring team, Miami, pitcher friendly park. You know, I, I feel like it doesn't, doesn't exactly, yeah, it doesn't exactly feel right, but sometimes those are the best bets you can make are the ones that don't feel exactly right. Uh, model projects 4.3 for the first five. And to get all this information and more is available to you on Dub Club. I give out the cheat sheet with just loads of information if that's what you're looking for. Um, cousin Jared, my hunch is the first five total will be three and a half. The juice is obviously the question. Three and a half, would that be something that you might be able to go over on in the first five? I would definitely say three and a half. I would even say if I could get four at four like with plus odds. Yep, yeah. I would do that as well. Yeah, model thinks uh, four most likely outcome, then probably five would be the next most likely outcome. So uh, a little bit of an over potential there, which takes us to our pitcher prop of the day, JP France over 17 and a half outs. It has nothing to do with the game we're just talking about, but let's talk about this, JP France uh, facing the Red Sox. Last time France faced the Red Sox, it did not end well. Rumor is Dusty Baker went out and talked to him in the middle of the game and said, son, you're going to go 100 pitches. Even if your arm falls off, I don't care how many runs Red Sox score off you and they scored about a hundred a little bit of a revenge spot here for him in this one I like this one because when you look at those outs he's gone over this total 72 percent of the time and he's gotten to 18 a lot notice those first four starts this is when France was first called up to the majors we didn't really know what to expect out of him but since then Dusty's gotten very comfortable with letting him finish innings he tried to get them through seven twice and failed at those two 20s, but 18, 21, 2020, 20, 18, 21, 18, disaster start, 21, 21, 21, 21, 18, disaster start. That's pretty solid. And he's bounced back pretty well from that. He's, he, I mean, he might blow up absolutely. And that's very possible in that ballpark. That's how we nailed Javier's prop because yeah, I think he only yeah. went four innings here yeah. on uh, Monday. And again, the Astros will somehow won because then they put up a hundred runs. These Red Sox Astros games have just been bonkers. Um, yeah. But assuming he can avoid that disaster start, you have to like a chance to get to 18. Dusty's been very comfortable letting him finish out that sixth inning. Minus 120 is a pretty low price here and a pretty favorable prop. Because, Jared, what do you think? I like it because uh, France has been – when he's been so good, so consistent all the season. But when he goes bad, he just like, gets it all out of the system all at once. So yeah. like, once a month, uh, yeah, yeah, he's going to blow up. But the rest of the time, gravy. Sign me up. So I, I like this play. Uh, he's – I. 
I think he's going to turn around after that last start. That was just one of those things. Everything that could go wrong will, right, will yeah. go wrong, and so I think he's going to turn around this time. And and I mean, this isn't how this this isn't how gambling sports gambling works. But surely one of these Astros and Red Sox game isn't going to have twenty runs. Like surely there's going to be a lower scoring game, right? Part of the reason I like this is that the weather is favorable. Uh, okay. Okay. Upper 60s, around 70 degrees, cooler wind blowing in. I'm still projecting 10 runs because it's Fenway, but yeah. this is more of a night that it's more possible to have a more normal five to three type of ball game because it's not overly friendly to the hitters. And so uh, that's the other reason that that he's you're not saying he's guaranteed to go deep, but he's got a better chance of going deep because it's not like it's going to be. Uh, the weather should not impact the craziness of this game. Uh, last thing on this one, uh, you know, being in Texas, getting the Astros announcers and, and, and they're all announcers are homerish to a little extent. Right. But they were talking, showing JP France a couple times uh, here over the weekend on the dugout and, they have access to the players that we don't have and made some comments. And I don't know how true this was, but just about how he was chomping at the bit to get back out there, uh, you know, really going through all the things that went wrong, et cetera. Who knows how much of that was announcer talk and how much of that is real. I honestly, I don't know. I'm just putting it out there. People can look yeah. into that and think about it. You never really know if that's just Homer's, you know, announcers, right? That sort of thing. But uh, you have to imagine how good he's been. I mean, he's, dare I say, been the ace of this rotation from the full season. Obviously, Fromber was fantastic to start, uh, but the way he's pitched lately, France has been the guy you've counted on all season, and so for him to let the team down so much, uh, this feels like the bounce-back spot for a guy who's been the most consistent pitcher on this team, which is insane to think of when you've got Fromber Valdez and now Justin Verlander on, on the staff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So a good good bounce-back spot for France here, over 17 and a half outs for a prop. And again, if you're looking to get some of this information, outlier.bet slash professor gets you that free seven-day trial. they got a lot of goodies. Check them out. 6.40 p.m. Eastern, Angels at the Phillies. Uh, Cousin Jared, the Angels obviously now kind of fallen out of it. I saw the stat that right around the trade deadline, they were like half a game ahead of the Mariners, and now they're like 100 games behind the Mariners. Um, you know, That's they, not they right. Were, they were right there with them, and now the Mariners are like alone in first place in the West, and and poor Anaheim, you know, is is – not um but i think about sports betting a lot like the stock market and cousin jared you and i are not uh stock brokers we are not uh you know we don't trade on on, on the nasdaq right we don't do yeah. any of that stuff but we do know the number one rule of buying and selling stocks right and that is the best time to buy is what when everybody else is selling, when things exactly. look bad. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. And the best time to sell, of course, is when everybody's too excited about it. So the idea with that being, we took the Angels here recently on an A-grade play and they got it done for us uh, this last weekend. I don't think we should be afraid to take the Angels. They still have a good offense, even without Trout. Still grades out better than average, especially now with Logan O'Hoppy back. That really matters. Getting hitting production from your catcher uh, helps a lot. I think this offense is better than the Phillies. Starting pitcher-wise, it's pretty neutral. And I know that might might surprise you if you look at the ERAs, but that's again why we look at the underlying metrics. The FIP for these guys is pretty similar. XFIP, Lorenzen is a little bit better. So for Lorenzen, definitely the better pitcher, but it's not nearly as much as the ERAs would suggest uh, here. And of course, the other thing to note, Tyler Anderson, a lefty. The Phillies project worse against a lefty, closer to league average, while the Angels project better than average against a righty. So the difference between these two offenses 
for the starting pitching is actually larger than a full standard deviation. So the Angels' edge here is kind of uh, stronger based off the handedness of the pitchers. That's going to minimize some of the pitcher advantage that the Phillies have with Lorenzen. Obviously, the bullpen edge goes to the Phillies. The Phillies are home and should be favored. Model says they win this 57% of the time, but that leads you to a price of 133. That makes plus 147 a decent investment here on the Angels, a B-grade dog. Because, Jared, we've been talking about we need some more dogs on the show. We need some more dogs in general. The model's got a little favorite heavy, so I like taking a dog here. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but might be worth a little shot here at plus odds. Yeah, as as a, a Coastal Carolina football coach once said, I don't want any cats in here. I need some dogs. Um, yeah, Great so point. here's the thing with the with the Angels. Obviously, it hurts having Trout back on the IL, but uh, offensively, still a very good team. And you know, you got Otani in the middle of the lineup. That's great. You mentioned Ohapi coming back. I want to talk about Nolan Shanuel because mm-hmm. this guy mm-hmm. got drafted earlier in the summer, already up to the major like league two months guy, ago. Yeah, and this guy is an on-base machine. Hasn't shown much power yet, but I mean, you know, he was playing for Florida like a couple of months ago. Um, But he is an on-base machine, and if you get a guy who is just consistently getting on-base in front of Otani. Ahead of Otani. And the rest (laughs) of this Angels lineup, I like it. Sideline projects this total to be over nine, so sign me up. If you think that this is going to be a high-scoring game, I want to be on the side of the Angels and not the Phillies. And this one, and that's really kind of what it comes down to. If we're going to get into an offensive game, I want to be back in the Angels. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're right. He's part of the reason why the Angels offensive projection has jumped him and Ohapi came back or, or I think we kind of realized he was a good hitter. I think early on it was a little bit mm, who knows what we're getting from him. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, him kind of establishing himself as a, a, an actual major league hitter, which is crazy to think of. Uh, and Ohapi coming back kind of happened about the same time that Trout went back down and took that offense uh, kind of back up to a reason to a pretty good level. Still imagine if, if you put trout in the middle of this lineup, how good this offense would be. Uh, unfortunately, he just can't stay healthy. And, and unfortunately yeah. on the pitching side, Otani just can't stay healthy. Uh, and unfortunately their bullpen is still terrible because uh, of Jared, the first five price. And the reason I'm talking about this is because this is really another angle. We should be looking at this game. There's no market out for it now, but the first five price, according to the model should be Phillies minus 122. So we are looking for plus 140 on the angels for an a grade plus 129 for a b grade that's for the first five market and i have to imagine we're interested in jumping on that if the prices are good because then we also get to remove the bullpen factor from this with the phillies phillies definitely have a huge edge Uh, i'm assuming you're in agreement with that Uh, i am in agreement with that and shanuel has eight runs in like five and a half games i mean it's just crazy whenever you get a guy that just gets on base in front of a lineup like this Uh, yeah. yeah anyway it's crazy I mean, that puts some hashtag on pace for like 200 in the full season, right? So, I mean, you can break I mean, records left and right. You heard it here first. Uh, and that takes us to a pitcher prop of the day. That has nothing <laughs> to do with this game, too. Let's have some more fun. Jose Quintana, over 17 and a half outs at only minus 108. Uh, look, I, I kind of lather and repeat of what I just said. Nice night in New York. You're talking about 70 degrees, slight breeze blowing in. You have a really pitcher-friendly ballpark. Um, you know, he, he's been going 18 more than not, he's hit this five out of seven times. I mean, I don't really know what else there's to say. Uh, this should be pretty heavily juiced and or put at 18 and a half. Uh, I, I think we all kind of expect him to get about 18. So I don't know why yeah. we're at minus 108. Because Jared, what are your thoughts on this one? Sure. I, I like I like not runs when the weather is right in a park that suppresses runs. So I have no issue with this. 
Rangers a little bit worse against the lefty. They're pretty left-handed heavy. That means there's really no rush to pull Quintana, and that helps us out even more. So again, part of how we're pulling on this is all the metrics that you see on outlier.bet and looking at the weather, looking at the pitcher grades, looking at where we like the totals, all things that you can get if you're with us on Dub Club. So that combination of the information to give on Dub Club plus Outlier Dub, you can do the same things I'm doing. And you too can hit nine out of 10 in a row player prop. So check that out. Uh, 9.40 p.m. Eastern, A's and the Mariners. This is the one I was mentioning is my favorite play of the day here. I mean, this is a massive mismatch and that's what's going to happen when you throw Ken Waltachuk versus George Curry, who is every bit as good as that 328 ERA and Waltachuk probably almost as bad as that 605 ERA. He's still (laughs) starting games as opposed to having an opener because that's a choice, I guess. Um, He also plays his games in pitcher-friendly ballparks and it has not mattered. I mean, this is a mismatch Everywhere you look, the smallest gap you have is offensively And the A's where we talked about their offense not being terrible is still not as good as the Mariners who, again, while they've been hot and cold, their numbers are suppressed because of the environment that they play in. Um, not a bad offense. They've shown that here in this hot streak. I cannot believe this, but this is a pretty high probability here for a baseball game. 84%. For mm-hmm. Seattle says it should be minus 544. Now, again, remember, mm-hmm. don't be alarmed by these numbers out here because, again, when we get to this part of the probability distribution, 1% moves the number a ton, whereas around even money, 1% moves the line a nickel. Here, 1% can move it like 30 cents or something. So, yeah. rounding error in terms of probability out here really affects the projected price. So when we're out here at this part of the distribution, we do want to be a little bit more careful. We know we're dealing with outlierish territory. We know that if we're off on the probability by an extra couple percent, that that price is going to drop like a whole dollar as opposed to where if we're off or on even money, it's only going to move 10 cents or something. So that we have different rules to play with out here. But this is a situation, and I know people will say, The odds are too high. The Mariners are not worth an investment. But look, the math is the math. If the Mariners win anywhere near 84% of the time, even if you only think they win 80% of the time, they have to win some percentage of the time. Imagine they play this game 100 times. How many do they win? You can come up with your own number. You can use your own model. You can use someone else's model. You could aggregate models. You can just trust my model. Whatever you want to do. But there is a number out there. And that number converts to a price. And that makes the price a good investment, whether you like it or not. I'm sorry. You don't have to like it. The math is the math. And so with that in mind, we are going to take the Mariners at minus minus one at minus 211 as an A grade. The money line price for the A grade, as you can see on screen, is minus 426. It's actually minus 280. Easy A grade. Run line, same situation. The A grade run line price is minus 169. Model says the Mariners cover the run line two out of three times. The current price is minus 125. Minus 125 is a steal on this run line as well. The Mariners are currently up here in the seventh inning, seven to zip. I expect a similar situation. I've coded in to go with a minus one. However you want to play it. You want to be a little more aggressive, take the run line. You want to be more conservative on the money line. It doesn't really matter. It's still a smart investment, mathematically speaking. And that's what cannot be argued with, assuming that you can agree with the Mariners winning 80% or more of the time. If you don't like this bet, it's only reason, the only reason I'm, I'm allowing you to say you don't like this pick is if you think the Mariners do not win 80% of the time. That's the only, if you say that, I can respect that. Otherwise, even though the odds are dumb, it still makes sense to back the Mariners in one way, shape, or form. Cousin Jared, what's your take? My take is 
I feel like, you know, we've kind of established here that I have some rules and I generally follow the rules that I have. And it's partially because I think that works for me. And it's partially because I want to not think as much. And if I have rules, then I don't have to think because I just kind of do what the rules say. So we have talked on this show many, many times that if there is a double digit total, I am fine taking the run line because there's lots of games. One run's going to mean less in a, in a double digit, a game with double digit runs. Um, but there's an exception to every rule. And this game might be that exception where I would be comfortable playing the run line with the Mariners yeah, when you have yeah. got such a starting pitching mismatch and you have the Mariners with one of the best bullpens in baseball. Yes, there is 100% a way that the Mariners could lose this game or many ways they could win this game by one run. But when mm -hmm. you can talk about, you know, getting lame one run at minus 211 or you could lay a run and a half at like minus 135. 135. There's 135. even some minus 130s out there. And so this is a situation, me personally, I'm going to be playing this on the run line. It's just like the perfect combination of things, not to mention like how well the Mariners have been playing. It's just a perfect combination of things that this is an instance where you need to use logic and just be reasonable. And I think taking the run line here is very reasonable, even though it may not fall into my category of rules I normally have. There's an exception to every rule in this game. I Please. think it's an exception for me. Absolutely. And I cannot agree more with what you said there. If I can encourage people, especially if you're kind of struggling with bankroll management, if you feel like you're a little too up and down, coming up with a set of rules that you follow is a really, I really strongly recommend it. Again, I mentioned I have this rule where in these situations, I'll just play the minus one, even if the odds are a little bit higher. Uh, per, it's per, my personal preference to play it in that direction, whether you have rules, because Jared, you've talked about that. Uh, you've talked about the threshold also run minus 200. You've talked about the run line being doubled. You've talked about kind of your process having, and it doesn't have to be written down, but just having a process, it really helps. The other reason, viewer, if you're, you know, I don't want to spend too much time on this, but if you're, if you're not sold on it, the other reason the rules helps, overthinking and then thinking the what if game is so frustrating. And yeah. if you're doing this night in and night out, you're going to go crazy. I can tell you because I've done it, right? And I'm sure, yeah. Cousin Jed, I'm sure you've been there too. And this is why we yeah. develop these processes. Because yeah. then you have a process, you kind of have a pattern. And then if it works, doesn't work out for you, if the Mariners win by one tomorrow, you say, hey, that's okay. I had a process that I followed and, yeah. I'll, and I'll get them next time, right? And you think yeah. about the long term. If you're kind of just randomly doing something, you're going to you're gonna get in your head and it's, it's just mental health is so important in this because you got to stay sane during this grind because the bad beats can, can be frustrating enough. So yep, having definitely. a process makes a lot of sense. Cousin Jared, I completely agree. If you want to take the run line, I totally approve my official pick minus one. If you want to take the money line, be a little bit safer. If you want to parlay again, my recommendation on parlays, don't do a 10 team parlay. Don't put this in every money line parlay you do. Find one other favorite you really like. Parlay them with that. Make that your one bet on both games. Don't put those games in anything else. That's yep. another way to play it. Yep. First five run line, another way to play it. If you're interested in that model says the Mariners minus 0.5 and the first five should be priced at minus 168 and an A grade is minus 145. That's another way to play it. Now, of course, at that point, unfortunately, you're missing out on the good Mariners bullpen yep. and the bad A's bullpen. Mariners bullpen still kind of struggling over the weekend. They're going to figure it out. I don't know when. Maybe the A's are <laughs> the cure, right? Maybe facing yeah, the A's is the yeah. cure to that. I don't know. They still have good pitching. They just got... They're just, you know, some hiccups. Uh, maybe it's yeah. just the curse of the Royals that we're kind of, you know, <laughs> hanging in there with them. Maybe so. Uh, but the Mariners, again, a strong play. Uh, again, even if the odds aren't that good from a mathematical standpoint, assuming we all agree that they are 
really likely to win, they make sense to play in one shape or form. The only way it doesn't is if you don't think they're that likely to win and you think the A's are higher likely to win. And that's possible. If you come to that conclusion, there are other models that are going to come to that conclusion. Baseball's random. The My model doesn't think that specifically because the combination of players involved in this game just really tilts the scale in an almost overwhelming fashion towards the Mariners. This is maybe the second highest favorite. I think we've had all season here at 84%. You don't see numbers like this often because it's really unlikely in baseball. Baseball's too random yep. uh, for this, which takes us to a pitcher prop of the day. Look at that. We got another <laughs> one here giving you a three today. Justin Steele. Over 17 and a half outs at minus 190. This one is kind of similar to the ones we talked about before, but also kind of different. Here's the similarities. Cool night, upper 60s, slight breeze blowing in. The difference is that Justin Steele is a bona fide ace, as opposed to the other two pitchers. As much as we talk about France being kind of the ace, de facto ace of the Astros staff, and that he's been consistent, he was a guy who I don't think he'd thrown in an inning of Major League Ball before this yeah. season. Nope. No. Um Quintana has been hurt and maybe washed up and, and washed back ashore by now, right? Those two guys have a little more question marks. I'm totally getting better odds. You combine Steele with look at all of those 18s. I mean, he is constantly getting through six. That's the way they treat him. He's the ace of that staff, especially now with Stroman on the IL. He needs to go out there and get him six, and he does. The weather's right for it. And again, another beautiful situation. The Brewers worse against a lefty so there's no rush to pull them you're paying a little bit of a steeper price here at minus 190 but this one while similar to the others and that i think gets to 18 the probability of this one is a lot higher you can see on screen throughout the course of the season he's gotten there 70 whatever percent of the time the break even point for minus 190 is more like 65 percent there's absolutely a 70 to 80 percent chance somewhere in that ballpark that he can get there given the weather and given the brewers weakness against a lefty sets up perfectly steeper price because in Jared, if you have to just pick one, that's almost certain all, but certain everything we can say, but certain to hit, this is it. Cousin Jared, any feedback from you? This is, this is my favorite one of the night, but I kind of like all the options that you laid out here. And for me, it feels like two out of these three win. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Two out of three, maybe all three. And that's, I think I said that yesterday for the three, games that we had and i said two of the three maybe all three sure enough we yep. got two of the three so yep. uh you make all three of these two of three win uh you can't lose money that way uh the other thing with these pitcher props just something to think about if you scale the wagers kind of like we do with our normal picks you can kind of take the hurt out of some of this juice and that's something mm -hmm. to think about with player props because you're getting some big plus odds some big minus odds and that scaling where it adds up to a certain amount can kind of again take a little bit of the sting out of that and on this one instead of betting 1.9 units to win one unit do something where you bet like 1.5 to win 0.7 or whatever it may be and that way uh you might win a little bit less but you're taking a little bit of that sting off on that big juice that's obviously something we're all concerned with so just something to think right. about there and again you can do this at outlier.bet slash professor free seven day trail. If you haven't heard that enough, cousin Jared, that is our show. Whew. Three games, three props, lots of things for yeah. people to like on Tuesday. Lots of things for people to think about all day while we're not watching baseball. Yep. Maybe yep. watching tennis. Yeah. And it's again, this is nonsense. People. It's the last gasp of summer here. Why do we not have day baseball? It's almost like they're encouraging us to be thinking more about football. I mean, no offense, you don't have to push me hard. There you go. All right. Well, thanks for tuning into this episode of Thanks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe. You can ensure this content provided on the screen. They'll jump right into your feed. If you haven't checked out the College Football Week 1 episode, make sure you do that. 
back again tomorrow with more baseball content. But until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.